The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, I'm Crystal Knight, and welcome back to the show, brought to you by Newsweek. This week, I am bringing back Quentin Giles, who is a pop culture and political commentator. He's also on the first season of Traders, which you can find on Peacock or Hulu. And we're talking about black masculinity again, because Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, the stars of Creed, have been in the news about their bromance and the way that they embrace There are other topics that we're going to discuss, but I really want us to continue breaking down black masculinity and what it means in media and in entertainment, in sports even. And so I'm excited to continue this conversation. I hope that I'll be able to speak with Quentin every couple of months or so just to keep us aligned and centered about black masculinity and what it means and the images that we project across this country. We've had this conversation before, Quentin, about black men in media, black men in entertainment. But I want to circle back and maybe this will become a theme. I have no idea. Black men, again, in media, in entertainment, have been back in the forefront. And there are a couple instances that I really want to talk about. But I want to start with Creed 3. Creed 3 stars Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan, who also happens to have produced and directed Creed 3. Amazing movie. Great job by, you know, Michael B. Jordan. Also great job by Jonathan Majors. He's also Mm -hmm. a native of Texas like you are. Mm -hmm. Jonathan has really been on this rise. He's a young actor, young black actor. He's 33 years old. He's been appearing on a number of different covers. He has an amazing body, if I may say so myself. Mm -hmm. He's also appeared in a number of interviews and in pictures alongside of Michael B. Jordan. And it appears that they are embracing each other, like in a brotherly way, a bromance, a very friendly way. But there has been a lot of talk about the way that people are receiving their brotherly embrace. And some of the comments have been homophobic, just to be quite candid and call it out. And I think that that is disgusting because what it says is that black men cannot celebrate each other, cannot love on each other, cannot hug each other without the appearance of there being some feminine energy or appearance of homosexuality or just something other than what it is, which is just, this is my brother. We just did a movie together. We probably spent the last year and a half together making this movie. We're on press runs together. Why can't we embrace each other? Can you talk to our listeners just about black masculinity and how black men can be in spaces coexisting with other black men and it not be seen as being homosexual? Yeah. And let me let me just add one more accolade to them in this Creed 3 movie. Sure. Also making the movie making over one hundred million dollars. Absolutely. Like the, you know, in like two weeks. So we got to give our men 
their props on. Bravo, right? bravo, right. Um, bravo. You know, this conversation continues to be reignited. It actually takes me back a couple of years to uh, gospel singer Smokey Norfolk and his son. There was this photo where his son was embracing him and fell asleep with him. And he took the photo. I think it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. It was some holiday. And his caption was talking about, you know, his son was about 13, 14, like a pretty, pretty big kid, right? Mm-hmm. About how he loves this moment and he still gets to be his baby. And that too was seen as gay, right? And there was this whole controversy around it. And so when we jump forward now to 2023 and we see Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan embracing, it's also being seen as gay. Interestingly enough, Michael B. Jordan shows us that he is comfortable with emoting towards other men. I think about photos between him and Chadwick Boseman before he departed when they were doing Black Panther. They embraced in a brotherly way. And what what I think the issue is, honestly and candidly, um, is that unfortunately in our community, and I'm talking about the black community, and mm-hmm. I don't claim to speak for everyone, but in our community, there has been a systemic dismantlement of our family structure. Right. Whether you track it all the way back to, uh, to to slavery, up to Jim Crow, up to the crack epidemic, right? There has been this dismantling that has taken place within our family. And so mm-hmm. uh there are a lot, there's a lot of trauma and wounds that we as a people group are still healing from. Mm -hmm. I know even in my own house, the way my parents showed love was not a traditional, I love you embrace, but they provided for me, right? We didn't do a lot of emotions and I know, and I'm not novel. My family is not novel in the way we express to each other. But I think what's happening is there is a generational shift that's coming about Mm -hmm. to where black men in particular are learning that it's okay to emote. Right. It's okay to not only give a high five or or adapt, but to hug. Yeah. It's okay if I have a close enough relationship with you, you do something well and I bring you in and kiss you on the forehead. Right? It's okay. it's okay, but that is those are learned behaviors that the community is starting to embrace more largely. There are people that have always been doing Absolutely. it, but I mean more largely more mm-hmm. publicly. And so I think the transition is just probably hard for some people because for black men in particular, there has been the mantra of you got to be strong. You don't cry. You don't show emotions. Your job is to provide your value is in your family is wrapped up in what you can do as opposed to who you are to them. And so it's just it's a it's a breaking of thought. Um, I personally create space for my brothers that have not quite gotten there right. um, and create space for my brothers who are maybe triggered mm-hmm. by seeing right. the embrace when they have other things that they need to work out within themselves going forward. That's truly what I think it is. It is unfortunate that we're seeing a lot of the homophobic comments and just a, a miss understanding and a misapplication of what genuine love and friendship is. But I am encouraged that you have such two big megastars that are choosing, right? Because it's a choice. Yeah. They could have held up the traditional ideals of what we think masculinity is or what brotherhood is and mm-hmm. kept it kept it kind of distant. But they choose to embrace each other. They do. In front of us mm-hmm. while making those coins. Absolutely. Right? That, that says a lot within itself. So- I, I just choose the whole space for our people that are just that are just going to take some more time to catch up. Yeah. And, you know, I like that you, you know, said, you know, that we have to renormalize what masculinity, black masculinity looks like. And one of the things that the black community gets hit on all the time is single parenting. 
there are no fathers and there are no good images of black men. And then here you have two good images. And obviously good is subjective. And, you know, what we all see and believe and feel, it's all subjective. But still, these are not people who have negative you know, reputations. These can be considered pillars of our community, of our entertainment community. And we're doing everything we can to make it something that it isn't. And I think that's what always concerns me just about like this conversation in general. And I think even as I transition and think about ASAP Rocky with Rihanna on the cover of British Vogue, ASAP Rocky is behind Rihanna holding their child that they birthed together, but yet it's seen as like, you're emasculating him, Rihanna. Well, the cover was about Rihanna. Like if we got to, if we need to back it up, rewind it. Like it was about her and her family, not about ASAP Rocky. And so I find even that conversation in the comments again, right? People, you know, I live in the comments because I I do care about, I'm curious about what people say. But why is that so emasculating that he is behind her? If the article is about her, her performance on the Super Bowl, it's about her stepping into motherhood. She is a mega superstar billionaire, all the things, makeup, beauty. Yes. And she's chosen a partner who's also, you know, who also happens to be in the spotlight. We're reducing the conversation to something about masculinity. Yeah. While I don't think this is the same thing as, you know, the Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan yeah. Majors, it's along the same thread about masculinity and black men. And again, this conversation about the emasculation of black men, and even, mm-hmm. you know, the choosing of the clothing that they wear. I mean, a lot of people had conversations about Jonathan Majors clothing. But what are your thoughts about this vote, this British vote cover and ASAP Rocky? The interesting thing is they are they are in the similar family, like you said, or they're uh, an analogy made my wife likes to use is they're on the st- same street, but different. Right? Okay. Okay. So when we mm-hmm. uh, th- th- in that with the Rihanna and ASAP Rocky uh, cover, you saw a lot more people chime in outside of the black community as well. So this mm. wasn't like the Jonathan B. Majors and the and Michael B. Jordan, where it seemed like there was an issue with in our own community. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a conversation or a a, a uh, opinion about the British Vogue uh, cover. I agree with you. The story was about Rihanna. Let's be very clear. And this is right. no shade to ASAP. Rihanna is the girl. Like, <laughs> the girl. Rihanna. <laughs> she, She's the girl. You know, excuse me. The woman. The woman. You right. know, not. To, I'm not trying to be offensive. She chose to include her partner and her child. She didn't have to. It could have been just her cover she is the bigger superstar yeah what i think in that particular conversation that really drills down to a lot of insecurity in men and in some women Mm. and let's be very clear there are some women who have an issue with other powerful women because they see their role as to be subjected to the man Mm. right and you have a lot of men that quote-unquote want submission from the woman but for them submission looks like less than right as opposed to a leadership mentality and so i just i just found it i found it very <laughs> idiotic honestly yeah that people were so offended i remember i know there's this one photo that was floating around on twitter where somebody literally picked apart every point of asap whether it was his clothing his body language how yeah. he was holding the child it was insane like that you had that much time to not see the actual beauty of this woman and 
the, the, the history-making career she's had and choosing to share the spotlight with her family, right? right? You, you chose to see something else because of one's own insecurity, one's own threat that women are somehow replacing men. Let me be very clear. And I'm not just saying this to get brownie points with women. My wife is dope. I wouldn't be here. I love that. The woman that's by my side. Right. Like when I am going off the rails, if you will, or mm-hmm. I'm charting a path, that that I seem is right. My helpmate, my helpmeet comes alongside of me because she's a co-equal partner in this relationship. It's like, mm, I don't really think you should do that. She gives her insight and her wisdom. It's one of the reasons why I married her so that I can learn from her as well. And so I, I, I don't personally get it. Maybe that's also because I'm a person that's been raised with strong women. My mom, my grandmother always spoke their mind, always did what they needed to do, but always still created a space for me to be me as well. And so I don't know if some of these men have been emasculated in their own households yeah. and now are taking it out on the on the female population at large, but it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And I'm going to say it, men, step it up because there are some bomb women out there that could actually come alongside you and help you. When I first started my content creation company, uh-huh. all of my, my interns... And the people that worked on me were women. I have one man working for me. The people that applied to work were women and we did the thing. I wouldn't have gotten here again along with my wife, but along with those women that helped me build out what you see today. And so I just I just think it goes to an insecurity really at large but from men and women that are uncomfortable with the changing uh, uh, with the changing idea that we would showcase women, that we would allow women to stand in the power that they have, that we right. would celebrate them for their own accomplishments. And that in some respects, they can be just as much of a leader in their relationship as the man. Right. And and here's the other Shocker. thing. Shocker. How dare a black woman who's a billionaire, self-made, yeah. be able to exert Real her self-made. power. Real self-made, right? Yeah. Real self-made. Yeah. How dare from an island, how dare she have the ability to exert her power and make choices that highlight the black family? We've seen black people on the cover of magazines, some married, some not married. Sometimes often they are there single, right? Or they're there as, you know, showcasing themselves. So not not necessarily saying that they're single in their personal life. But because the, the cover story is about them, they are the only ones who are photographed. Again, yeah. Rihanna is making a very conscious choice to yeah. showcase not only herself, but share the spotlight with her family. And we don't see a lot of artists do this. And so I think that's something else that is being missed in this conversation is that here is an artist, regardless of how you look at her for art and music, art and entertainment, art and makeup, fashion, whatever, She's making an editorial choice. And that's something that a lot of black actors and actresses, they don't do it. Yeah, they don't. And so I just appreciate that she is in the position to do that and show us what this type of love looks like for her, what this type of partnership looks like for her and what budding motherhood looks like for her, because these aren't images, again, that we get to see often um, and images that are positively displayed across yeah. media. Instead, again, they get reduced. And then people, as you said, you know, not only within the black community, but also outside of the black community have lots of things, lots of yeah. angles to, you know, project 
their own insecurities about because that's what I when I see and hear comments like what we've seen about this cover to me it's just insecurities it's it's yeah. insecurities that are being projected so that the masses can begin to change their mind about something that was probably meant to be beautiful and pure and wholesome and even displaying it so many celebrities don't even show us their kids they show us pregnancy right. photos and they keep it moving but here right. is someone who has continued like this is Rihanna continues to live her life in front of us and share us and bring us into the living room. Like that's the thing that I love about her. She literally is like my homegirl. Like I feel like I know Rihanna. I know the things like about her. And, you know, even with, even though she and ASAP aren't married, the fact that, you know, she again is choosing to uplift and acknowledge her partner is something that again, not a lot of people do. And so just even the barriers that she's been breaking as an artist, I commend her and I salute her for that. Yeah. And to add the fact, even on the cover, you see ASAP, who is the father of this child, holding and embracing his child. So when you you mentioned earlier, when we were talking about Michael B, uh, <clears throat> about Black fathers in the home, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here you have a Black father who is openly embracing and loving on his infant child, Right. Like there are so it's so many moments in the cover that yeah. people chose to over overlook That's right. because of their own insecurities. It's very unfortunate. Um, but, you know, again, Rihanna, if you hear this, <laughs> please know that you have two stands who love and support your image, what you're doing and the positivity that you are emoting, not only for the black community, but for also for just women, black women, you're showing us what power and leadership can look like through motherhood, not just individually, but also through motherhood. And so I just want to highlight that because they always say, women, we can't have it all. We can't have the career plus motherhood. But she's showing us you can do both things together and you can make it work. Quentin, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about another black male topic, Chris Rock. The Oscars just passed and Chris Rock released his Netflix special, called Selective Outrage. I actually love the title, Selective Outrage. Um, He released it a week before the Oscars or a couple days before the Oscars. Now, he waited an entire year to talk about the Will Smith slap. And I watched the special. I was waiting on it. Like, okay, when (laughs) is he going to bring it up? And he brought it up at the end. Like, at the end. It wasn't for me. Like, for me, it wasn't for me. (laughs) Because... Because I was expecting something more juicy. I honestly didn't find the special incredibly funny. I think Chris Rock is a natural comedian. Um, I found the special to be a bit cringy um, in a lot of the things that he said. But um, Mm -hmm. the, the, the information that or the jokes rather that he told about Will Smith it just didn't land, like especially the emancipation joke about watching a movie, which I also saw that movie just so he could see him get his ass beat or whatever. Like that was whack. Like, yeah, who wrote that joke, Chris? Who, who wrote it? <laughs> things, things we're never doing is siding on the side of the slave master. Like, listen, <laughs> a line must be drawn. A line for real, hardcore. Yeah, yeah. 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 The special felt very, it, it felt flat for me. It, okay. It, for Netflix to put all this pomp and circumstance into it, and it, it's this live, right. you know, event, it was very flat. Even the comedians, honestly, that led up to him in the pre-show 
Mm-hmm. That felt flat outside of Arsenio Hall. You know, that felt flat to me. I think with Chris Rock, I, I would agree with you. I loved the title. I was like, oh, selective outrage. Okay, we're, we're about to get into some things. Like, yeah. I thought, I truly thought it was going to be funny, extremely thought provoking. Right? Too. Because we do have, in fairness, there is a lot of selective outrage here. And particularly, you know, we come from that political world. Whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, Kanye's party, whoever party, <laughs> there is selective outrage no matter where you fall, right? So right, I right. Was, I had really high hopes for this special. And I was unimpressed to the 10th degree mm-hmm. watching it. I wasted an hour and a half of my life that I cannot get back <laughs> um, only to get to the end of this special where the Will Smith part, it to me, it wasn't even jokes. He was angry. Yeah, It felt like he was venting. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't funny it, at all. <laughs> it wasn't funny. Now, did he make certain points? I think certain points were made in that five minutes that, you know, about like, you know, him not being entangled with Jada. Okay, cool. I'll give you that one. Mm-hmm. But out of everything else that you said, it didn't land. It felt angry. It felt like you were still currently reliving the slap, which is your right, right? You right. were slapped on, on worldwide TV, not national, worldwide TV. So the embarrassment is real. So I get that part. But it just felt very flat. It felt weak tea. Like you could have come stronger with your jokes. Yeah. Um, I think marketing wise, it was genius in that it was a couple of days before the Oscars, right? Right. To take us back there. Um, ultimately, Chris won because he got his check and left. We lost because we were un- unentertained for an hour and a half. <laughs> and I could have watched that five minute snippet on Twitter. Period. Furthermore, I didn't like the Meghan Markle comments that he was making. I found those to be very disrespectful right. in the selective outrage. We mm-hmm. like in, in going back to my line drawn, maybe it's on par for Chris Rock because if we look at the whole uh, siding on the side of slave masters comment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. coupling that with the Meghan Markle comments about how she had this selective outrage about being there. Are you kidding me? This woman was tormented. Are you like that? That part kind of actually pissed me off a little bit because there was no denying what that woman went through right. while she was over there trying to marry the love of her life. There is no denying what Harry has gone through, essentially throwing his family away mm-hmm. and cleaving to his wife. Absolutely. Right. So to take that moment, right, while you're already on the heels of the slap by talking about a black woman to do that, then you know, you know, Harry is not going to roll up on you. No, but I just not. I found it very. I found that particular segment about Meghan Markle very distasteful. Yeah. and very suspect. And yeah, so I just was unimpressed about with the whole special. Yeah, it just it felt like he was punching below the belt, and yeah. it's like, you know, I've always been I've been a fan of Meghan Markle, and regardless of mm-hmm. you know how people feel about her, because I know people have real feelings about her, and. Yeah. In my opinion, they're not really valid because it's like none of us know her. We're just project again. No. We're all projecting. We're commentating. We're we're just giving our opinions mm-hmm. and thoughts. And while they may be valid to our own audiences, like after watching the last Netflix special with her and Harry, yeah. it feels like she is really just trying to live her life. She's so unproblematic. Like she's not out here, you know, really trying to be this mega superstar, be in the spotlight. She's a do-gooder. She wants to do good. She wants to use the platform that she's been given to advance the world, not bring it down. And people really just don't like her. I think that that is the thing that is so troubling for me. It's like, why do people just really not like her? Right. And it felt like a very white black thing. And it still is. Right. 
But for yes. Crick, <laughs> but for Chris Rock to, I agree with you. For him to bring her up in such a way as a punching bag, uh, y'all are literally just proving her right. Y'all yeah. are obsessed with her. It's given obsessed. Like somebody yeah. cute Mariah Carey obsessed because that's right. what is given. I don't understand like why people continue to do that. But I also think the special, while I do agree, I, I love the title Selective Outrage. Admittedly, I think I was expecting him to come with a Dave Chappelle-esque um, commentary mm. about, you know, because he talked about some heavy topics, yeah. right? Sure. And so... Yeah, sure. I've been so used to seeing these Dave Chappelle, you know, Netflix specials. Mm -hmm. And clearly there's no comedian like him. But I thought Chris Rock was a lot more conscious, focused and oriented than what Mm -hmm. we saw. And he's had some very um, racial um, comedy over the years, particularly with white men. And I think that Mm -hmm. there's a couple clips that are going around with him and Seinfeld and another, um, I think, two other white comedians And Mm -hmm. Jerry Seinfeld is uncomfortable based upon, you know, Chris Rock's ability to allow other white comedians to use the N word. And so we've seen some of the depths at which Chris Rock will go to really disavow his own people. And so when Mm -hmm. I think about what he said about Meghan Markle, am I surprised? No. Um, Is it disgusting? Yes. And was it funny? No, because it just makes you question like, Chris, are you really that funny? Are you really this big superstar that you claim to be Um, based upon your commentary? And just like, I mean, I don't regret watching it because I always want to know what they're going to say. But like you said, it didn't land. It did not advance the conversation about he and Will Smith. Um, It doesn't sound like there's any type of reconciliation in place in the future either. Yeah. And I think if, if anyone benefited from this, it was Chris Rock. I don't think this helped Will Smith, but it did Absolutely. help Chris Rock in that he's probably Absolutely. making more money now just because he's making money off of the trauma of what happened. But he's also mm-hmm. not really capitalizing off of it in the way that I thought he would have. Yeah, no, Chris Rock is absolutely the winner in this entire situation. Right. And you, you, you said something a few seconds ago where you said, you know, it makes you question, is Chris Rock really funny? I would say no. <laughs> he's funny to someone, mm-hmm. right? He's funny okay. to a certain population of people that are willing to, that are willing and eager to sit in an audience in which he debases himself Mm. and debases his community from which he comes from. Mm. And that population of people has a little bit of this for the viewers that can't see us has a little bit of coin. Right. 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 So he's not funny. He's, he's not, I I don't regret watching the special either, but I do feel like I wasted an hour and a half of my life. (laughs) I do. I was on the couch, laid over, like, will we get to Will Smith already? Right. Like, this is what the people want to hear. This is what we came for. Yeah, it was it was a waste of time. But I mean, you know, Chris Rock, I, I will say he is using it to his advantage, which is no fun when the rabbit has the gun. So I don't know how it affects Will Smith's career. I am tired. I am over Will Smith apologizing about it. I don't want to hear not another apology. Mm -hmm. And this was before, you know, the Chris Rock special. He apologized several times and it just, it became overkill. Like you apologize. The best way you can apologize is change behavior. Obviously you won't be invited to the Oscars for another 10 years, understandably so, but it's the change behavior for me. Just don't go up and slap anybody else. Right. 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 (laughs) Figure out a different way to do it. But Chris Rock is going to use this. 
and partially as he should, right? If I if I got slapped, I would use it as well Absolutely. to advance my point. I just wouldn't use it to debase myself, my heritage, and my people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so many times people they use their trauma or they use something that mm-hmm. was an embarrassing moment to flip it and reverse it. They basically turn victim. That's one of the things that Chris, I mean, that Will Smith has not done. He has not really attempted, at least, to victimize himself or his behaviors. He has accepted it and owned up to it. And he seems like he's moving forward, you know, silently, at least about that particular incident. Yeah, I think the way Will Smith bounces back is with, I've read somewhere that Bad Boys 4 has Hmm. has been greenlit. I think that that is a good bounce back from him. Honestly, I didn't watch Emancipation. I didn't think it was the right movie to come out after the slap, particularly because <laughs> I am a person that's really over the slave movies. Like, give me Django Unchained. Give me the Woman King. Like, I want to see us fighting back. Like, right. show me the other side of the things that happened because it wasn't right. all bondage all the time. That's it right. was a lot of it. I'm that's not right. discounting it. But show me the abolitionists. Show me the Nat Turners, if you will, right? That's right. That's um, right. So I don't know that Emancipation was the best movie to launch after the slap, but maybe Bad Boys 4 will revitalize and resuscitate you know, his career going forward, uh, that probably would have been a much better movie to to drop. Just did it all. Not say yeah. anything. Yeah, not say anything in my mind. It kind of would have played into that Mike Lowry, almost bad boy image. Right. Now I'm thinking PR Mark. That's true. You know, Will Mike Lowry. Lowry. <laughs> no, I don't know who decided to do Emancipation. It, it just wasn't a good look. It wasn't right. a good land. I didn't watch the movie. I, based on the ratings and how much it's made, a lot of people didn't watch the movie. Yeah. It just wasn't the right. Well, it was on Apple TV or Apple Plus. Sure. Um, and to be clear, when Bad Boys 4 drops, it will do numbers. Because at the end of the day, and this Period. is something that Period. Chris, even Chris Rock acknowledged, Will Smith is the bigger star. He's bigger in stature, but he's also bigger in bucks. When you talk about the coin, yeah. he's bigger. He, he's, his movies do well. Even if they don't win a lot of Oscars or get a lot of awards, they just traditionally have done well and do well because Will has that type of following. And so I think if he does make, you know, well, whenever Bad, Boy 4, Bad Boys 4 comes out, I do think that people will forget about it. You know, people are yeah. forgiving we 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 liked you know we love a good villain story we love a started from sure. the bottom now we here we love a you know this happened and he's bounced back and so yeah. people are forgiving no one wants you to be um the bad person forever and so yeah. the fact that he is you know stated that he's going to therapy really trying to rehabilitate himself from that situation um while he won't ever be able to escape it it is something that he'll be able to move forward with i'm i'm definitely sure for the future Absolutely. But but Quentin, you said something in this last bit that really got me thinking about the ability of people to make money off of blunders or mishaps or whatever. And last week, there was a white woman who is a conservative who wrote a book. She appeared on a show called Hill Rising, which or Hill TV, Hill Rising, um, talking about woke. She obviously could not define it. But then wrote an op-ed about it and has appeared on several different outlets just capitalizing off of her mistake. And so when I think about somebody that's capitalizing off of something that's absolutely crazy, 
how and why? And I've even seen people commenting like, how is she literally out here trying to capitalize? You know, she said she had a panic attack mm -hmm. and it's like, I'm a victim, but I'm about to tell my story about being this victim because sure. I couldn't explain something that I brought a whole book about. Sure. Yeah. The victim <laughs> mentality works well for her huh. for obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. Right. Okay. Not that it's right, but her PR team is on it. Listen, right? now, kudos. Now, no shade. Let's take it in pieces. Let's okay. Take it in pieces. Her PR team is on it because she is capitalizing off a Huge blunder. She knew it was a blunder because even in the in the interview, she, she literally said. said, oh, this is going to go viral. <laughs> you are sure right it's going viral. Right. <laughs> Correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because you you and Ron DeSantis and other Republicans are using the word woke one code for black, mm -hmm. but as political talking points to ignite your base. Right. Yeah. We already know the 2024 cycle is coming up. So you got to have some type of red meat. Unfortunately, it is always on the backs of some racial undertone, particularly black, brown and indigenous folks. That's, right. That's one. But yes, she is probably going to be. Fox's next new host, right? Once they get, once they do away with the Tuckers of the world, because she's a, she's being able to recover and she's using it in such a way that is still going to garner her attention and media. And so, I, I just think one again, the PR team, kudos to you all, uh, sis, give it up. I really want them to give up woke anyway, but I Me understand too. politics. There's there's a difference in in reality and and po politics, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, but they really should give it up and try harder. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, giving, it's giving very much weak tea. It is. And it's also just it's giving I'm I'm trying to co-opt your word. That's what it's also giving. Right. It's like I'm going right. to take what you use and yes. re, like flip it and reverse it and make it something that yes. is absolutely not it's like not. what are people it's it, like what are people even talking about when they're saying everything is woke like this is woke. like y'all not even using a term in the right way. Correct. Like that's it's the thing that gets me. Right. SBB failed because of wokeism. What are you talking about? Right. But it's it it is it's political talking points. And it, it honestly, if I were if I were a Republican voting person, mm -hmm. I would be offended mm -hmm. because they are literally playing in everyone in you all's face. Honestly. Yeah. They're playing in you all's face and making ignorant statements that actually don't make sense mm -hmm. but have riled you up in such a way because there is an internalized let's call a thing a thing hatred for black brown and indigenous folks that's right let's call it a thing that's right right and so I, that's why i say i want them to try harder even though i know they won't because it works for them and it's mm -hmm. going to work for them it's just very unfortunate that we as a people like i don't even know honestly i don't even know too many more black folks that use the term woke anymore no we we create a word, we use it for the time being. And then, and then we're done. Yeah. We're done with it. And it's so crazy that not we've been probably done with the word maybe a year, year and a half. And now it's you all's word, but in such a negative way. And yeah. it's, it, you're, it doesn't even mean what you're saying it means. And we don't even use the word anymore. We're beyond that. We're about to create something all the way new. I don't even know what it is, but I'll be on TikTok later <laughs> to find out. Like, <laughs> we'll have a new word in 10 minutes. Like... It's utterly ridiculous, but it is it is just like right that it would be used in a way to attack us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know anyone that says like stay woke or don't do that because it's woke. Like yeah, right. literally, like it 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 came and went. Just like turn turn came and went. All the like Correct. all the things, right? Like Correct. we have a lot of like euphemisms and things that we say. Yes. 
it comes and goes and we're off of it. But this has been something that yeah. they have just they've held on to this thing. Like they trying to really Correct. make something out of it. And so Everything I just I had to ask you about it because I'm like, <laughs> I know you got opinions about it. Um, I do. So. I do. Sis, sis is profiting off of her blunder. And again, kudos to the PR team. But sis, try harder. Right. right. Try harder. Well, Quentin, I really, as always, appreciate you. And I just want to say, you know, Quentin Giles, a pop culture and political commentator and also on Traders on Peacock and Hulu. (laughs) I got to plug your show because it is good. Um, If you have not seen Traders on Peacock, please be sure to go and watch Quentin. Um, He is competing for $250,000 and you can watch it in one setting. You can binge it. Um, or I won't give away any of the things that are happening. I haven't finished yet either, but okay. um, I do appreciate you stopping back by as usual. Yeah. And I hope that we can make this a you know monthly segment where we talk about black men, because I think it's something that we don't yeah. talk about enough. Yeah. I don't think that we highlight the positive things and the positive images about black men enough. And so I'm always thankful for you stopping by sharing with us, talking with our listeners about your take as a black father, as a black husband, as someone who's also in entertainment and media and your perspective about the sphere of commentary and things that people share and see. So thank you again. I really do appreciate you for giving me some time again. Absolutely. I'm here anytime you ask. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Crystal Night Show brought to you by Newsweek. The best way you can support us is to give your five-star review on Apple iTunes and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast to The Crystal Night Show. After being a staple in American media for over 90 years, Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. It's like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The parting shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts.